Well, praise the Lord, saints of God. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you once again for joining me for yet another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, you are going to hear part number eight in the series entitled Operating in Authority. And I believe that you're going to get a rich blessing out of this. It is subtitled Question Everything. That's right, Question Everything. You know, there are times in a believer's life when you know the will of God for your life goes one way, but we are going the other. That's a contradiction. And that is not full commitment to Christ. So we're going to tackle that conundrum, that problem on today's broadcast. Well, we're going to talk about that today and a whole lot more. So stick around. Remember, we love you, but the Lord Jesus loves you even more. All right, well, turn your Bibles with me to the book of Luke, Luke the 11th chapter, Luke the 11th chapter. We're going to start there. And today, once again, we're going to, we're going to be in this same series entitled Operating in Authority. Thank God that most of you know by now. Operating in Authority. This would be part number three of volume two, or we could simply call it part number eight and going strong there, Brother Mark, and growing strong. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Today we're going to subtitle this, I believe we're going to subtitle it, Question Everything. Question Everything. Let's look at uh, the book of Luke again, Luke 11. We were dealing with this last week about the, uh, about the strong man and, and all that good stuff, Luke 11. And uh, let's start reading in verse number 15. We'll go further. He said, but some of them said, now this is Luke 11, verse number 15. Are you there? Amen. And it says, but some of them said, uh, that is the Pharisees and Sadducees and those that religious leaders basically were talking about Jesus. They're saying this about Jesus here. But some of them said, he cast out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. And others, tempting him, sought of him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falleth. Verse uh, 18. If Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his what? Kingdom stand. Now, we, I think we made mention of this last week, understanding that the devil, Satan, Lucifer, has a kingdom, which is very organized, very organized. Now, we're not going to be talking about devil, 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 and all this stuff. I'm going to be talking about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Amen. But you need to be aware of your enemy. Are you understanding? All right. I can't stand all that devil talk. Devil, 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 devil. No, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Praise the Lord. I want to thank God for all of you being in this morning in our online community. Everyone, let's give a good hand for our online community. Welcome. Welcome. We welcome you in Jesus' mighty name. We love you so much. All right, let's go on. Uh, verse 18, if Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because ye say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. All right, verse 19, 
And if I, by Beelzebub, cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out? Well known, it's well known that, um, uh, that they use incantations and other, other things to cast out devils. All right, now if you use an incantation or some sort of spell and all this stuff, basically you're using demons to cast out demons. And so they come to Jesus and said, oh, well, he's casting out devils uh, by, the, uh, by Beelzebub because he's able to cast out even the strongest one. So he must be working with the devil himself. He said, if I, he said, hey, look, how can Satan, if Satan casts out Satan, his kingdom is divided. He said, but, but if I do it uh, by, uh, by Beelzebub, who are your sons casting him out by? Now, anytime a devil casts out a devil, he's not really going. They're just shaking hands for another, for a stronger one to come in there and invade the house. Are you hearing me? It's a, it's a old uh, dog and pony show if you want, if you want to see. It's, it's a light show. But anytime you dance with the devil, you're going to get dipped. Are you hearing me? This is why, again, there's no such thing as a quote-unquote good witch of the north or good witch of this or good witch of that no 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 if they're in league with the devil that's the enemy's mess Amen. and it's ultimately going to lead you into a pit Amen. are you hearing me there's no such thing as a good demon he's here to help you and all this other stuff no 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 are you hearing me and why even, why, what people, the only reason they would try that mess because they don't understand who Jesus is. Amen. But let's go back into the scripture. I'm not sure who that was for, but I pray that you got it. Verse 19 says, and if by Beelzebub, rather, if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore shall they be your judges. Verse 20, but if I with the finger of God cast out devils. With the finger of God or by the power of God or by the spirit of God cast out devils. No doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. <clears throat> Verse 21. When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in what? In peace or in place, some translations say. Verse 22. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh away from him all his armor wherein he um, trusted and divideth his spoils. He that is not with me is against me, and he that uh, gathereth not with me scatters. All right. Now, I want you to look at something here, too. You can hold your finger there in the book of Luke. And let's go to the book of Mark. Uh, book of Mark, and let's go to Mark, the third chapter, Mark 3. And I want to show you this same account, but of course, Mark gives it a little bit more flavor. We thank God for Mark's. Gives it just a little bit more flavor, <clears throat> a little bit more information. Look at Luke again. Look at Luke, verse 21. It says, uh, Luke 21, it says, When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. All right, very important. We're going to look at that today. Looking over at Mark, Mark the third chapter, verse 22 says, And the scribes, which, um, okay, yeah, they hear the same thing. They said, Well, you're casting a devil's Bible, but, but look at verse <clears throat> 
look at verse number 26. And if Satan rise up against himself uh, and be divided, he cannot stand but hath an end. Verse 27, here's our key here. No man can enter into a strong man's house. You see that? Talking about the same thing. And spoil his goods. Now here's more information here. Except he will first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. That's verse 27. Look back over at Luke, Luke 11. And um, let's look at verse number uh, 21. When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in place. Verse 22. But when a stronger than he um, shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh, he taketh from him all his armament wherewith he uh, trusted and divided his spoil. All right, so Luke tells us, the Lord tells us in Luke uh, that the strong man, we have to come upon him or that is attack him in order to um, receive the goods that are there. We have to attack him upon him, that is attack him and um, uh, overcome him. That, you, that is, you've got to have victory over him, not just attacking People, I've seen people in school just attacking, you know, doing that windmill. Yeah, the eyes, turn your head and eyes closed and just try to hit something. Yes, you are attacking, but I wonder if you're overcoming. All right? Attack, overcome. Uh, this says attack, overcome, and take the armament of the adversary, take the armament of that guard that's holding it here, of the stronger one, take his armor wherein he trusted, take that away, and then you can um, take the goods that are there. Are you hearing me? Mark tells us, how can you enter in except you bind? Bind there means to, um, to wrap somebody up in chains, to render them null, void, powerless, uh, defenseless, binding them. Are you hearing me? So we're going to talk about that. But the, the very, the, just, there's so much. There's just, Lord help us, there's so much. First thing we want to see here, if you look at verse 21, and we're going to try to go further today. Now again, why are we going over this? Why are we going over operating in authority? Because there are things in this world that God wants you to have and for you to possess, but you're not going to possess them unless you deal with the strong man. Unless you deal with the devil, the fallen angels, the demons, those that are holding up this mess. Now, if I were to ask the question, who, who is the God of this world? The God of this world. Who is the God of this world? And many would say, well, Jesus is. God is. He's the God of this world. Well, let's look for the answer. Let's go to 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Who is the God of this world? 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. I'll read it for you. 2 Corinthians 4, verses 3 and 4. You can write it down. It says this. But if our gospel be hid... It is hid to them that are lost, in whom, this is verse 4, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them. So we know 
again, that the enemy is the God of this world. Now, the word world here talks about the system of things, not the planet. The Father owns the planet. Are you hearing me? The cosmos, everything in existence, everything that there is. But the system, the system of things is controlled by the enemy. Now, when we say the system of things being controlled by the enemy, what are we talking about? Uh, those that are in authority, those that are in power, he has access to influence them. And anytime someone rises up that looks like really they're going to have any type of influence among mankind, they're tempted. If you look at the case of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I believe Matthew, the fourth chapter, when he's about to go into his public ministry, as he's in the wilderness about to be tempted of the devil, what happens? Here comes that old devil tempting him and saying, hey, you're about to go into a lot of things here. You're about to be a man of great influence. Bow down and serve me, and I'll give the whole world to you. He said, because it was given to me. It was given to me. I have authority. I have influence over people. And so I can give you the world. Just bow down and serve me. And this has been the pattern over many. So the enemy is in control of the system of things. If he, can, if he wanted to take over a plant, let's say uh, some type of a factory, if he wanted to really influence the factory, he'd go to the president of the factory. And if the president of the factory got the devil in him, as we say, Oh, the whole factory is, is in, in an uproar, right? Or if he wants to have access into the home, well, let me try to influence the daddy. And if the daddy is full of the devil or full of hell, then we'll see the whole influence over the whole home. Yes, yes, yes. So take that on a wide scale. Take that, take that on a wide scale. Society, our society as a whole is becoming more and more anti-Christ, yes, yes. anti-Jesus. More and more movies that you see are using Jesus' name as a curse word. Every chance the enemy can get uh, to strike at Jesus to try to uh, nullify his power among the people. Are you hearing? More and more anti instead of Jesus. Okay, how did Jesus' name become a cuss word and, or become used in this other thing and not the name of Buddha or Krishna or somebody else? Are you hearing me? How did he get wrapped up into all this? Because that's the name of power that is used to cast him out. So if, if the enemy can make you lose faith in the name of power, then you'll not use it to come after him. Songs and, and, and rap songs and other music in popular culture, all the, you'll see a lot of this is used to, um, to bring down or make the name of Jesus low and, you know, just to bring it down so that you won't see it as a name of power. Are you understanding? So as the God of this world, this world system, this system of thinking, this system of thought is aimed at being anti-Christ. Yes. Yes. Again, in some meetings, you can say anything you want, but just don't say the name of Jesus. Just don't use his name. You're going to offend somebody. Why? Because the system is anti-Christ. Anti-meaning against or instead of. Don't bring that name of power in here. Don't say that name. You can say other things, 
You can do other things. Just don't say that. Are you hearing? So, the enemy is in control of the system of things. Here again, this is why you hear a lot of movies, a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of uh, songs, and, and all these things. You'll, you'll hear it. It's in the culture, embedded in the culture. Anti-Christ. To move society away from Christ. Yes, yes, yes. So the enemy can have full control. Why? Because Christ is light. And the enemy works in darkness. So he's trying to push the light out so that he may have full control or reign over the system. Did you get that? And we see also, you can make a note of this, in John the 12th chapter, verse 31, John 12, 31, John 12, 31, it says, the Lord Jesus speaking, he said, now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. Jesus calls the enemy the prince of the world. Here again, the ruler of the system. He's about to be judged. And of course, at that point, he was. The Lord Jesus was about to go uh, to the cross and uh, receive all authority in heaven and in earth, stripping the enemy of authority. But Satan still has influence. Okay? You don't know how many people the enemy is tempting. If you want to be rich and famous, come over here. Yeah. Just bow down and serve me, and I'll give you all of this. How many people have paid the price? Now, this gets a whole lot deeper. I won't go there. But how many people are paying that price for money, for riches, for fame? That's fleeting. Signing your name to some satanic contract to get a whole lot of stuff. But your career would take off. But you're setting yourself up for a lot of heartache. Meanwhile, here we are in the light, hearing the word of God. And won't say anything. Don't want to offend anybody. Amen. 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 Something's wrong with that. Are you hearing? Now, I want to show you something. Again, in, in 2 Corinthians, we're going to go back over to, to Luke in just a second. In 2 Corinthians uh, 4, you can make a note of it, 4, 3 through 4. It says again, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds. To blind means to, uh, to blunt the mental discernment, to darken the mind. Want to blunt it. So you'll see what happens as the enemy works. He's trying to dull your understanding. Dull it down. Oh, it doesn't take all of that. No, no, no. You, you don't really have to understand the Bible. You don't really have to come to church. No, no. You don't really have to pray. You don't really have to do that. You know, God said, you know, you know, the Lord, you know, even God should love, right? So if you love her, y'all ought to go ahead. I know you're not married, but you don't understand. Y'all in love. Are you hearing? trying to dull the discernment, the God of this world, the system, the system of things trying to invade the minds even of our youth. Yes, 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 yes. When being a virgin is now a curse word. You're, you're what? You're a virgin? You understand? Trying to dull the mind, trying to dull the senses so that you won't see the light and the truth. 
You've never had any drugs? You never been geeked up? What? You never you never been drunk? What's wrong with you? What's what's wrong? What's wrong? You see how backwards it is? If I haven't contaminated myself or, or defamed myself or made myself look uh, crazy, if I'm not cursing, something is wrong. If I'm not on the king's meat, something is wrong. You understand what I'm saying? So again, the enemy's job, the, the God of this world, what is he doing? He's trying to blunt the mind, trying to blunt your mental discernment. They make you think, oh, it's okay because everybody else is doing it. When it's not, broad is the way that leads to destruction, but, uh, and, but narrow is the way that leads, uh, that leads to the Lord, that leads to heaven. But few there be that find it. Are you hearing? Amen. So he's trying to blunt their thinking, blunt their mental discernment. He said, blind the minds. What, is the mind, what does mind mean? It means their mental precepts, or um, it means their thoughts. It means, uh, of course, mind also means um, evil purpose. It means thoughts of purposes. He wants to blunt your thinking. He wants to blind your mind. Don't want you to see it. Now, he has no authority to bind you. He has no authority to hold you. So what he is trying to do is to convince you why you should remain in prison. Convince you that you're no good on the outside. You need this type of confinement. Okay? Understanding that, go back to Luke for a moment. Back to Luke for a moment. It says again in verse 22... But when a, uh, rather verse 21, when a strong man armed keepeth his palace. Now, what is he armed with? We talked about this last time. He's armed with lies, trickery, and deceit. And we talked about some other spirits. But here again, the most powerful weapon of the enemy is simply uh, lies, deception. It's deception. <laughs> I'm telling you, deception make you think that you are nothing or that you have nothing when you have everything. Make you think that you are powerless when in fact at that moment you are most powerful through Christ. Make you think that there is nobody with you and in fact there are thousands with you. You understanding? Deception. So what happens? Look at this. When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are what? In peace. Now, we got to stop that just for a minute. I can't go on. Help me, please. I can't. His goods are in peace. Now, we, some of us, now here again, strong man armed. That is a guard. We have a picture of a guard, an armed guard who's standing at the door keeping things. There are things and there are also people. Now, the enemy has come to blind the mind, blind the thinking. He's trying to keep those there. Hang with me. He's trying to keep those there, those captive back there. He doesn't have the authority to keep you. It's like a, in a police station. They say, oh, are, are you going to arrest me? Because if you're not going to arrest me, I'm out of here. <laughs> You've seen that, right, on TV? Yeah. If you, are you going to arrest me? No? Okay, well, I'm going then. Don't have the authority. There's no law to lock me up. So you've got to let me go. The enemy has no authority. Jesus has taken that authority. He has no authority to lock you down. 
All it can do is try to convince you that you need to stay in that prison. You understand? So here again, he's trying to use lies, trickery, deception to keep your stuff, keep us, unfortunately, locked up. Now, how is that possible? How does that look? How does that translate when the strong man armed, armed with what? Armed with lies, trickery, and deceits. How can he keep us in peace? Look at that. Strong man armed. When he's armed, his goods are in peace. That is peace meaning no warring, no resist, no resistance. There's an enemy. Sure-footed, you know this is a devil, you know this is a lie, but still you won't move. Goods are in peace. The only way he can keep us in peace, because understand that the greater one abides on the inside of us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We have the name of Jesus. Are you hearing? We got all this power. All this power. But yet and still, you admit the devil. I won't go nowhere. Okay, maybe it's, it's good for me to be right here. Yeah. You understand? It's kind of like the, the old story about the elephant. When elephants are small, they tie them to a, a rope and tie a rope to the um to a stake and have it in the ground there and the elephant as the baby tries to pull tries to pull and he cannot break away from that rope he cannot break away no matter how he tries and they tie him up with that same rope day after 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 day and so the elephant now is larger and he can push over a house he can push over a car But you know, when they tie him with a rope, he won't move because he has learned that I am not strong enough to break that rope. How's the enemy locking us down? Locking us down in poverty, locking us down in sickness, locking us down in disease, where we can know I'm no believers, I know people. I say, man, don't you know that this is not God's will for your life? Yes, I know, I know God don't want me here. So why aren't you leaving? Why aren't you moving? There is something else in place. Man, don't you see that your family is dying? Don't you see this is going on? Yes, I see it. True story. Why won't you go then? Won't move. Why? Held place by a lie. Held in place by a lie. Held in place by a lie. And if the lie is strong enough, it'll cause fear. And fear can paralyze you right there. So there's a strong man. He's armed, armed with lies, trickery and deceit. And so now he's intimidating. And now you have all this power, all this power to be able to push over mountains, push over cars, push over houses. You have all this power, but you won't move because you're intimidated. You're afraid. That little rope is holding you. What little rope? I tried that and it didn't work. But you've changed now. You're older in Christ now. I tried to lay hands, but nothing happened. I tried to prophesy, but they looked at me. 
held in place by that little rope. And you can't go any further. Why don't you go back to school? Well, I wasn't any good in school. You were 15 years old or 10 years old. Here you are 50 and 60. Come on. Things have changed since then. Held in place by that little rope. All that power. But we won't move because of the lie that we received some time ago. So we said before, it's time to question everything. If you know the will of God, you know God said this. It's time to question it. Begin to write down, why aren't, I know this is what God said. I know this is in the book, but why aren't you doing it? Help me, Lord. I'm not talking about Rhonda this time. Did you get it? Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. Get in the spirit. <laughs> it happens every once in a while. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's time to question it. I know this is not good. I know this is what God said. But yet and still, I'm not doing it. You're not doing it because there's a lie, there's, some, there's something there that is holding you in peace under the enemy's care. What are you not doing that you know God said? I can't hear from God, but you know this is written. You know it. What excuse? See, that's another little rope there. We use human reasoning. Human reasoning as to why we need to stay here and not trust God. Human reasoning. Human reasoning. How have you been reasoning? When God says it, God says jump, we ought to not even ask how. Just go, let's go and jump. Just jump, jump, jump. He said jump. I don't know why. I'm just going to jump and I'm just going to do it. Why, Why is there an argument? If there is an argument within you that should let you know that you're under confinement. That you're under the care of a strong man. If you're arguing. Oh my God. It is tight, but it is right. How are we arguing? We can argue, give excuse, and give excuse until the cows home come home. Come here, Bessie. Hope nobody's, nobody's name Bessie, right? Come here, come here, cow. Come here, come here. We can make excuses and excuses and excuses and excuses, but all that means is that you're in peace under the governing, under the govern of the strong man. And as long as that part of your life is in Peace with that strong man. I guarantee you that he is receiving everything that you're supposed to. And you'll never reach the zenith, that strong place, that high point, that peak, until you deal with it. Ooh, y'all look at me mighty strange. But do you understand what I'm talking about? We have to cast down these arguments. 
We have to cast down, tell, help me, tell your neighbor, tell them we've got to cast down these arguments as to why we won't do what Jesus said. I've known ladies to be, uh, to, to be cohabitating with men, but won't leave because I don't have any skills. If I, if I leave him, what am I going to do? I know what God said, but if I leave this, what's going to happen? If I stop doing this, I know what the will of God is. But if I leave, what will happen to me? And now little Edgar and little Bobby, little Janie, little, little Sally, little Rufus. Now all have all these kids and we're all here and he has no intention of marrying me. So what if I leave? What was going to happen to me? What would happen if I follow God's will? It's easy to say, isn't it? But that's a decision that has to be made. Here again, what has, it, what has experience taught her? If I leave him, if I, if I leave this atmosphere that I know is outside the will of God, I make myself vulnerable. I open myself up. To open yourself up to what? To actually trusting God. And that's the question. I'm really going to have to trust him. And that's the dividing line. Are you really ready to trust him? Not many are really ready to trust him. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So if you're in that spot, you're tied by that rope, and your life is in peace, there is at least some part of you that's at peace with the enemy. You know what God's will is, but yet still you won't move because of excuse, because of fear, or whatever it is, it's time to question. When you know Jesus is standing there and you know he is saying this, you know he's saying, I'm requiring this of you. I require this of you. But we say, Lord, if I do this, that may happen. Well, then you're making that the Lord of your life and not Christ. Because you're saying, I'm going to obey. I don't want this consequence to happen. You're giving this consequence more authority or power over your life than Christ. What if it happens? What if we die? Well, then we die in the Lord. What if they cast us out and then we're cast out into his presence? What if they throw us to the lions? Hallelujah. Then they'll have a good steak that day. Let me tell you what. What if? What if? We're not animals. I'm not going to be tied down. I refuse to be caged. So in that place, you need to cry out to God. God, help me to follow your word completely and fully. God, help me to be all in. God, break down the lie of the enemy. God, show me yourself. Reveal your presence. I don't want this deception of my life. I don't want this satanic guard who is armed with lies standing up against me, taking all the things that you said are from me. I don't want that. I want to be 100% complicit and obedient in your presence. God, help me. And don't you know he will 
But listen, the moment you begin to question, you are no longer at peace. That means the guard's control is breaking down. The moment you begin to question and say, it's not supposed to be this way. I am not supposed to be this way. No, 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 no. Then a rebellion breaks up behind the bars. No, 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 no. You take your cup and you go, Attica, Attica, Attica. And you go across the bars with your tin can. We want out of here. We want out of here. Right? There comes an uprising, an uprising, an uprising, an uprising until you overcome the thing that has been holding you captive. And when you overcome that thing, true power and authority and life will then be yours. But as long as you hold to that little rope and question and reason why you can't do what God said, reason why you can't fully obey what he said, as long as you continue to question it, you are robbing yourself of living. Robbing yourself of living. Why can't you follow his word? Now, he's only asking you to follow that that you know and that that you know to be true. If you're not convinced of it, say, God, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that you actually said that, although I can read that and see. I see that you and I know English. and I know I see that. But, Lord, I got to help me, Jesus. Help me, help me, help me, help me. You understand what I'm saying? When you're doing that, you're no longer at peace under the enemy's control. Hallelujah. So it's time to question everything. Tell your neighbor, it's time for you to begin to question. It's time. It's time to rebel against the adversary. It's time. It's time. It's time. Well, we didn't get to any really what I wanted to go through today, but I pray that you got it. The little bit that you received today. I pray it causes you to think. And I pray you really go home and write down, Lord, this is what you're saying, but this is what I'm doing. And reason it out. You make the best argument you can. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you argue with God. Go right ahead. You go ahead and argue with him. You go ahead and argue with him. But at least then you're beginning to question. Are you hearing? And the more you question, the more bonds are break and the more life you receive. Let me end with this story here. I've told many of you this um, before. I was a little boy, maybe about seven, eight years old. And... We lived in, a, of course, in a, a small house uh, in, a, in Atlanta, and I loved playing with my Frisbee. Think about maybe Nick's height. Loved playing with my Frisbee. And this one particular time, I flew the Frisbee, and it got on top of the, landed on top of the roof. Well, it was like a split-level home, so we had a, a carport, and, uh, and it was right on top of the carport, and we had a little, um, little raised-up platform on one side, so... Um, my dad said, I said, Dad, 
I threw my frisbee on the house. It's gone forever. <laughs> you know, I guess I'm, I was going to wait till it started to rain. Maybe the rain and wind would knock it down, but it never did. So my dad said, he came outside and said, come on, son. And he, well, I guess I was small then, Nick. But he picked me up, took me by the waist, and he picked me up, and he put me on the roof. He said, so I got up there, oh, oh, oh. He said, now go over there and get your frisbee. Huh? Okay. So I, you know, I went over, went over. You know, you got to stay low when you're up high. You got to, like, sp like Spider-Man, you got to. I went over there. <laughs> I got my frisbee. I threw it down. Okay, come on back over, son. Oh, okay. You got to stay low. You got to stay low. got to stay low. got to stay low. And so I got to the edge of the roof there where my dad was. I could clearly see my dad. There's dad. And it wasn't that high, but there's dad. And so then my dad's up at, down the, on the bottom saying, all right, son, come on, jump. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Let me turn around the other way. No, 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 son, just jump. Daddy's got you, just jump. Huh? <laughs> come on, son, just jump. He's well aware of his capabilities. He knows my height, knows my size, dimension, and all that stuff. Just jump. I'm like, can I climb down the other way? Can I, can I climb down with my feet over? No, just jump. Okay. Dad, I know you love me. And so I said, okay. <laughs> And then when I woke up from the coma, no, 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 no. He actually caught me. He caught me and sat me down. I said, thanks, Dad. And you know what the very next thing I did? I found my Frisbee. I went to flying it again. But how many of us are in that place where God said, I see what you're looking at. I know. Just trust me. Come on. Just trust me. Well, God, is there another way of getting down? There's another way of getting. It's mighty high. Ooh, Lord, let me. Just trust me. Come on. Trust me. Just trust me. Oh, but Lord, if I. Just trust me. Just do what I said. Come on. Come on. Just trust. That's what the Lord is saying to us today. We're on that roof. And what you want is up there. But you're not going to get what you want without some element of risk. You can live a safe life and be bored and not go anywhere. You can do what God said. It's going to require some risk. But great rewards. Following him, obeying him, is life. Is life.
or you can choose to stay under the care of that guard and never go anywhere and be cursed for the rest of your life. Remember that old Hebrew curse that said, may you always remain in the same place. That's a curse to never grow, never prosper, never increase. That's a curse. But I'm thankful today that you guys are going to trust him. Because God is saying, come on. I'm big enough to catch you. I'm big enough to handle the consequences. Just obey God and leave the consequences to him. God bless you. We'll stop there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.